0: I know, hope okay, welcome uh, to a reason for hope. Candid. Uh, I am Ryan. This is Mariama, and that's Jack over there. Uh, again, if you're looking for advice on how to wear a hat, uh, you know, if you like to wear it forward, this is kind of what it looks like. And if you want to wear it backwards, that's kind of kind of what a hat backwards looks like. And if you don't, if you're not wearing it. That's what it looks like when you're not wearing a hat. Girls <laughs> not um,
1: included. Yeah,
0: no, this is uh, the hats are unisex. You, anybody can wear the, Anyone can wear the hat. Um, it's a it's a neutral gray. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, shifting from neutral to first gear, um, we are talking about um, the idea that it's not cool to be Catholic, and I know even mm-hmm. like saying that makes you like roll your eyes. The way we're going to talk about it today is that. Um, no one kind of it, it, it's considered a joke you know, a little bit because everyone kind of assumes when you say like i'm catholic everyone's waiting for the uh oh yeah i was raised catholic and uh, you yeah. Know, yeah. now now i'm now i'm one of you i'm yeah, good yeah. Yeah. i'm good I don't, oh yeah. yeah my grandma my grandma yeah. my, it's like super catholic, oh, are you catholic yeah. oh my, my grandma my, yeah. Uh, yeah. my my mom my dad is catholic i'm yeah. uh, you know i'm same. confirmed yeah. i'm yeah. saying <laughs> or
1: i'm catholic but you know. yeah, exactly. but like, i don't believe any of it because you know i don't want to offend you i don't know what your life right. is. Hear me love out. is love love yeah. is love
0: <laughs> hear me out hold on don't want <laughs> to offend you and it's just odd because if you were to say any other religion, it's like, whoa, yeah. oh, cool. Like, tell me more about it. And you're like, ooh, you know, like, you know, some Double movies standard. get censored when they're sent over to uh, other countries because yeah. their religion is like, no, we're not allowed to have X, Y, and Z, mm. yeah. you know, in those movies. But it's not talked about. So, like, if someone mm. were to get a job and, you you know, you're filling out the paperwork in the beginning, it's like, you know, you should be able to freely, um, you know, live your religion, whatever but then there's all these guidelines of don't talk about your religion. Yeah. I think that today, if you say you're any other of any other faith, um, it's almost like let's roll out the red carpet for you, mm-hmm. and that mm. the minute you walk in with the ash on your forehead, even though everyone sees it every year, mm. every you you see it every year. Yeah. Everyone, there's always a person that's like, you got something on your forehead, and you're like, <laughs> you know what it, you know what this is. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But why why is that is and why is it mm. that Catholicism is the most like obscene and restrictive and um oppressive religion and every other religion is just like about love and joy and everyone being free to to be who they want but that's not true at all other religions Mm, have some guidelines that you have to live by but uh yeah I, i i think that's an interesting thing because the minute you say like i'll pray for you people are like oh god you know, like yeah. that does let's we need policy changes, which, you're like, yes, we do need our politicians to make uh, good choices and for the mm. law to always be, you know, yeah. put justice first. Yep. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it just, prayer is and thinking of someone is just like why are we it's almost become the new Merry Christmas you don't want to say I'll pray for yeah. you it's like hey I'm so sorry Jack that your grandma died I'm thinking about you which is weirder to me yeah like, yeah. Uh, like, I, don't like you th- I don't want you thinking about thinking me because it's like anyone could just be like
1: But then you'll find those people that are like, "Oh, you're thinking of me." Yeah, Yeah, it's just like
0: odd. But I'll send you good energy. I'll send (laughs) you, which, like, yes, there is energy. We are, you know, we're 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 filled with it. But um,
1: but saying it doesn't negate real grief, real feelings, especially if someone's passed. Like, I'm I'm sending you my happiness. Okay, is that going to bring back my dog? Is that going to do whatever? Right. The only mm. thing that transforms and transcends is praying to God, our God. Right. Who. Who can transform the suffering?
2: Who acts in the world? Yeah, it acts in the world. Prayer. You know, there's always something that happens. Yeah, you know? and it might not be at a time that we want it to happen, or expect it to happen, or need it to happen. But uh, you know, the, it there there are graces that are cut down, you know, from the ceiling of heaven when you when you pray.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that, uh, actually, I'm going to take a page from Jack's book and quote Fulton Sheen here. My book? Fulton, <laughs> yes. Be, uh, yeah, Jack has an unspoken book Yeah, visit book the Rave
0: store for uh, <laughs> Jack's unpublished book.
1: It's, it's uh, you know how, like, in the office it says uh, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, it's yeah, uh, yeah. Fulton Sheen, yeah. Jack Garner. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, Venerable Fulton J. Sheen, on his way to sainthood canonization. He should he already says, be a saint. <laughs> there are two different quotes that I'll read, and then I'll- uh, say something afterwards, but there are not 100 people in the United States who hate the Catholic Church, but there are millions who hate what they wrongly perceive the Catholic Church to be. Mm. And I think that this touches on exactly what you're saying, Ryan, where people, yeah, like like, like Catholicism is taboo, even amongst Catholics, right? We're all like yeah. qualifying ourselves. We're like, I'm Catholic, but I want you to live your life. I still love you the way you are. Um, yeah, yeah. I found this in some shows I love to watch. There's uh, a series um, that I've been watching and it's about a Catholic priest. Um, And it's very Hmm. orthodox. However, the writers eventually started there. He says some lines every once in a while that I was like, uh, like uh, love is love or like those type of things. And I'm like, why are we tainting? Just stick to, you're a character. It's a character.
2: Yeah. But define love. What is
1: love? It's so there's that. um, It just like is very, uh, Annoying to me because if people actually understood Catholicism, then then they would understand why we have integrity in our stances mm-hmm. and why we would stay this way, uh, or why we stand behind them. I actually think the um, the reason why mm-hmm. people are so uh, well, why Catholicism specifically has this um, has this tinge of uh, well, there are a few things Stereotype uh, stereotypes stereotypes. Or... I think one is because. I think we all have to question why the Catholic Church specifically has this be- behind it. Why why we are being attacked in this way? Cuz there is a, there is a reality that there's a physical world and a spiritual world and and mm-hmm. the Catholic Church specifically is attacked in this way which means it there must be some merit to what we're doing on this physical earth yeah. when it comes to the spiritual world, right? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus Christ only created one church. That's what we believe, right? We believe that we are, we are one whole Catholic. Universal Church. Yeah. Catholicos. Catholic means, yeah,
2: universal. It means universal.
1: Yeah. So I think that that's the first thing is that Satan hates the Catholic Church. He hates it. And so you're going to see all these other forces that are trying to at least uh, defame it. Uh, Satan's favorite game is taking the truth and twisting it a little bit. Um, and yeah. so that's why mm. you see it in other religions. So it's just like a little bit off by it. Um, and also why people... <laughs> Why it's actually really extra disgusting when people that say they're Catholic and then are like, but I believe in X. It's yeah. like, but you're, you're not Catholic then. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're doing the same thing that the yeah. devil does. You're twisting it just a little bit for your agenda. Um, and I believe the root of this is the fact that we don't want to talk about, which has been my theme for the day, I guess, mm. suffering and grief and how that's a part of life. I think that Mm -hmm. uh, especially in other denominations of Christianity, there's like this feel-good, almost prosperity gospel type of thing where Catholicism tells us, Jesus tells us that uh, to be be like him, we must take up our crosses and follow him. And where does that lead? To the cross. Mm. But he doesn't leave us there. He dies on Good Friday. He stays silent on Holy Saturday. And he is risen on the third day. That is how our own suffering in our life goes if we follow grief in our own pains in that way so we all must die we all must there's a period of silence of waiting and then we all are resurrected in our own wounds if we give them to Christ i think a lot of people don't want to deal with the feelings um
2: self denial
1: and self denial mm. and waiting and so people just skip over that mm-hmm. and other religions yeah. give them that instant gratification that's like you're good now that's my take on it
0: Yeah. I mean, we're always chasing a utopia here and it's just never going to happen. You can't, uh, Denzel Washington said, you can't legislate love.
1: Yeah, You can't,
0: and you're not going to end violence. You know, we can have laws in place that we know, make it known that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, obviously you don't need the law to tell you that murder is wrong, but we have things in place to help, but you're never going to stop suffering. I mean, we have... Amazing medicine and and treatments and stuff like that that ease our pain and make us live longer, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's still the desire to be like, well, we want to live longer. We want to live forever, Mm -hmm. Um, which people get tripped up in that. Yeah. So, yeah, chasing the utopia. And anytime something Mm. bad happens, it's like, well, where's God? Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, Mm. it's like, well, he didn't even spare his own son from like the ultimate suffering. So it's like, why would he let his son go through that? And then you you get a pass. Yeah, Not that he's even like, making you suffer or anything yeah. like that. It's just it's just the way the world is. Yeah. But this then, isn't heaven here, you know? Yeah. Like it's right. But even
1: then it you're blaming God for something, but we're not willing to blame criminals for doing those crimes, right? We're not willing to say, like, this person murdered somebody because they themselves were overcome by something that was evil, right? We almost—I cite psychology, and so I'm, like, very interested in this, that people yeah. just, like, throw away and be like, because of their trauma and their grief, they did this. At some point, you made a free will choice to hurt somebody. And so wh- why are we giving people a pass for that? But we won't give God, who is omnipotent, who who aligns every part of our lives for our good, even suffering— is meant to make you into a saint. Uh if you use it and transform it with Christ, why are we why are we blaming God but we're not ever pointing at the evil of our brothers and sisters, even the evil in ourselves. That's really what it comes down to. The evil in ourselves because we're all capable of the biggest evils in our lives. I, I,
2: I think part of it is maybe a philosophical misunderstanding because, you know, the the common question is, well, if God was so good and and all-powerful and ubiquitous throughout the universe, why would he create universe in which you know suffering was a thing
1: mm-hmm.
2: but if, if you go to a universe if, if, if you build a universe in which suffering isn't a thing and everybody you know is perfect and and loves perfectly well you're actually it's not really a universe of love it's it's a mm-hmm. universe of robots
0: well it, it's funny Uh Norm Macdonald actually had uh, an interesting quote about this. He, he's like, I've always wrestled with my faith and I've always wrestled with that question of like, why is there suffering? Why, yeah. you know, why were, you know, did the Nazis kill all the Jews? And, yeah. and like, why, did, why is there this evil um, and corruption and humanity? And he's like, what I've tried to rationalize it down to is if God, like you're saying, created a perfect world, what's the point? That's just expansion, of himself that's mm-hmm. not a creation yeah that's just him expanding yeah so that what is that that's nothing it's really it's but its almost, create, i'm yeah. sorry no ahead. no no yeah yeah you get
2: it no it, it's just almost like he you know he's setting the stage you know to to see you know who who will accept his love he's setting a stage where you know the great actors of virtue Will, will you know reign in the end yeah. um,
1: but like sorry can I yeah. interject real quickly like both of you guys are about to get married um, and you guys know that free <laughs> will <laughs> that listen, talk about suffering if you nice were... segue Mariana. <laughs> No, I'm talking about love, which is Uh, intertwined with suffering, my friends, but I'm not going to go that angle when (laughs) like (laughs) you guys aren't trapping your spouses, your future spouses into marriage with you because that would ultimately Mm. not be love Mm -hmm. because love is a free will choice and it is a much better feeling and a truth to be loved for who you are and because the person is choosing you over and over again. And that's the same thing that God does to us.
2: Well, like a lot of the laws, you know, that that God has set up for us and the teachings of the church, you know, maybe, well, let's talk about, we could talk about sexual ethics and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, premarital sex, mm-hmm. contraception. People people view those things as like spoiling their fun. Mm-hmm. Well, in reality, the church teaches is like, no, God isn't trying to spoil, spoil your fun he's mm-hmm. trying to set you free. He sets up free will so that we can mm-hmm. choose so that we can choose to love. You know, if yeah. if there weren't traffic lights but there were, you know, still intersections, what would happen? It'd be yeah. chaos. People would be slamming into each other, you know, left and right. Yeah. And so, you know, if there aren't moral
1: mm-hmm. traffic
2: lights, people are going to be slamming into each other left and right. I, I think another thing I want to just quickly touch on in terms of um, you know, why does God allow you know, evil into the world. Mm-hmm. I was on the plane to Nashville with Jimmy and I told him this, This uh, I, I guess it's a parable of sorts. The story, it's, it's, a, it's a man and a son in this yeah. village in, in the Himalayas. And, and so the son, um, so, so the man's horse runs away and his neighbor comes over and he says, you know, oh, look, look your, your horse ran away. That's, that's bad luck. And the, and the father says, well, you know, what do I know about good luck and bad luck? The next day, the horse comes back with like a ton of horses and the neighbor's like oh look at that your horse ran away he came back with like a hundred horses that's good luck that your horse ran away what do I know about good luck and bad luck the next day his son's out in, in the uh, stable tending to one of the new horses the horse kicks him in the leg breaks his son's leg and the neighbor comes over he's like oh that's bad luck you know the, your horse went out brought a hundred horses back you know and 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 one of the new horses broke his leg he's like what do I know about good luck and bad luck the final day, There's a gang that's coming over the mountain. They're looking for new members to, to hire for their gang. And they come across, you know, the father's house. They look at the son. They're about to recruit him. And then like, Oh, his leg's broken. And so the neighbor comes over. Oh, good luck. Your horse left. He came back with a hundred horses. And then he, you know, one of the horses broke his leg so that now he doesn't have to go kill people in this gang. So we don't know. We can't fathom and understand the providence of God in, in terms of what he's using for, for our ultimate good, um, in his providence. And he gave us the option to, to love him or not. And, you know, unfortunately our Adam and Eve, you know, they, they betrayed him. And so we, we are suffering the consequences of that. But, mm-hmm. and so that, that's a personal responsibility. But at the same time, it's like, he's still so good mm. so as to purge us essentially through through you know bad things that may happen to us and i yeah it's, i think it it it's part of that stage that he sets up that it takes a certain sense of humility and trust that you know rough times bad bad things happening to people
1: mm. even
2: though they're not god's absolute will they're his permissive will
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that like you said ryan i thought it was so beautiful that he actually sent his son to share in that with us so that, yeah. so that we could actually relate to God and be saved by him, I, I think bears a lot of reflection. It's not easy to to take and in. And the misunderstanding. So like miracles, you think it's just like
0: no suffering, something amazing happens on something amazing. This writer that, um, I'm forgetting his name, mm. um, but he said he had a point, somebody wrote into his show and was saying... Um, you know, oh, my my mom died, and I'm going through a hard time, and my girlfriend's yeah. trying to figure out what to do and how to help me, blah blah blah. And he kind of broke it down really simply, almost like what you were saying. Like, um, you don't realize that you're ex- you're in a miracle right now. Mm. Like, you're you're that's he's like, my parents have died. That's it's really difficult to go through, and it's 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 horrible. Can't imagine. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's really difficult, but you're if you get caught up in despair, you're going to be missing out on the miracle in your life. And this girl that's been helping you and trying to, and I think she was trying to like bring him back to the faith a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, this may not be the person you end up marrying, but don't disregard the miracle that is taking place and is forming right now. Anytime you're going through something difficult, that's where the miracle takes place. It's not just going to be you sitting around being like, I want a million dollars. What a miracle. Or like, um, you know, I, I, you swerve out of the way and you, you avoid an accident. I don't know if that's the miracle, you know, the miracle could be when you're at your lowest and then there's some sort of
2: light at the end of the tunnel that you crawl towards. It's the decision to, to go through it and and to love through it, I think is, is the miracle of, of the, the human's ability to do that, I think. Right.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think like the whole, the whole of our Christian life is love. And if we, Mm -hmm. right, we, come from love, we are created in love, for love, and to love and serve God. Mm-hmm. And so if we—I've been really working with this this thing called trust with God, and it is a wild ride, okay? Giving your life to God and being like—and it's a daily thing, every day, like, I love you. So if someone cuts me off in traffic. Thank you for this opportunity to be patient. Because you love me, you want me to be more patient. Okay, that's a real life New Jerseyism. Um, right? I gotta get it. Or like or if there's there's like other real grief and sorrow. Looking back in my life, I've had really hard things happen to me, and God was Mm. always there in them. And in his providence, he allowed me to learn things from them, right? Just like you're saying with those stories, like there are different miracles in our lives every day. In the grief, in the sorrow, another lyric from um, Lil Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to say, (laughs) although he does have a song "How to Love," you know. Okay,
2: Okay. yeah. I'm just saying. She's always just yeah. (laughs) How to love? (laughs) Go for it. No, 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 no. No,
1: this is Johnny Swim, and it has to do with (laughs) I don't know. I was thinking all of this, and all of it comes down to relationship with God, um, where if we trust God, who God is, and who the Christian God is, who the Catholic God is, who loves us and created us for love and aligns every part of our life for our benefit to make us saints, and that means in suffering and grief, um, in joys and sorrows, in our everyday miracles, um, then It's out of love. And if we respond to that love with love and gratitude, it's easier to ride the waves of suffering, which I think comes at the crux of this issue of no one wants to be Catholic because no one wants to suffer. But the more you run from suffering, Mm -hmm. I once heard, first off, before I get to my point, I once heard this and it changed my view of suffering, Mm -hmm. is that if you run from suffering, you make yourself suffer twice. Because you're suffering by running from it, right? And then you're anticipating it instead of just facing it bravely and courageously with God Mm. one time. You have to go through suffering twice when you run from it. And that changed things for me because I am a coward. Well, in a way, it's it's
2: missing the mark because if Christ is the archetype, let's just say, of of what it is. To, like the best fulfillment of of what it means to love sacrificially. If yes. if you're running away from your cross, yeah. you're not living as Christ. And so yeah. yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna suffer because you're just you're not living yeah. out the human archetype.
1: Right. And like with C.S. Lewis, right? He talks that love at all is to be vulnerable. And this lyric I was getting to, not from Lil Wayne, sadly, but you know, this is not an idea from you, Lil Wayne. But give Johnny Swim some credit, Lil Wayne. as they say. That there's a, there's a line in one of their songs that Mm -hmm. uh, just says, love at any cost is a bargain. Love at any cost is a bargain. Mm. And we are called to die to ourselves in love. Out, like, without because counting of the price, cost. Without counting the cost, but it is a bargain because a life without love at all, to harden yourself, like C.S. Lewis said, to harden your heart, to put a cage around it, to keep yourself from being oh, yeah, vulnerable yeah, yeah. enough to love is more of a jail cell, more of a prison in life than to experience suffering. I, I think of it like this... Um, Like, in loving all my family members and in loving, like, my boyfriend and in you guys loving your spouses, your future spouses, because you're going to get married. Yeah, we'll be married by the time this Um, comes out. (laughs) Right? Like, we love with open hands because they are gifts to us, our family members, our loved ones, our friends. They will—there are going to be tragedies in life. There are going to be things in which we experience loss. But to love them is a bargain than to rather run away from them and not be entangled at all. I had this thought. I was like, I really love my boyfriend and I would I would be really afraid if something got like happened to him. And then I was like, no, that's like such a lie because I'd rather love him now in the here and now than to not love him at all and run away from it. And so mm. I I think that's the that's the Christian God we have though. Um and in CS Lewis, I think um he's uh in the line the witch in the wardrobe mm. one of them is talking about aslan and they say so, mm-hmm. say he is he's not safe it he's not safe but he is good like it is not safe yeah. to love god It's like the Corey it Asbury the song. you have
2: it's like the Corey asbury song reckless love
1: maybe oh yeah, yes, god's, yes. Lo-
2: god's love is reckless not yeah. in, not in the way that you know his love is like you know bad for us but yeah. it there's no plan b
1: yeah and like the saints prove this right they all give their lives. They all die for this love. Um, and that doesn't seem safe in, ter- in terms of the world. But it's the it's the greatest form of love, right, to give one's life for one's friend, uh, the highest friend, our closest friend, the one who made our soul, who fashioned it. And so I think that it is, uh, that's the crux of things is we don't suffer well. And that, um, or yes. we don't want to suffer and that people like the religions that, don't overtly talk about suffering. And I think Catholics are weak and we are not living our faith out, so.
2: Pray Mike for us. Drop. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> mic drop. Pray that for story, us. Sorry, you're all weak. Well, I guess that's it for this episode of A Reason for Hope Candid. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll talk to you next time when yeah. we put one of these out. And candidly.
1: remember, <laughs> it is cool to be Catholic.
2: Hey, everybody. We got some exciting news. We have a whole new Array of Hope app and channel, a video destination where everyone can find meaningful and inspiring videos and resources to help bring them closer to God. This is available on your desktop, Roku, Apple TV, iPhones and Android mobile phones and tablets. This channel has movies, short, faith-filled segments, live events, and programs. You've got to check it out. Sign up by going to watch.arrayofhope.net and then download the app at the App Store by just typing in Array of Hope. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of A Reason for Hope Candid. Next week's podcast episode features Mario Costabile's interview with Dr. Andrew Swafford. They'll be discussing the study of theology and how merging study, prayer, and action can greatly enhance our evangelization efforts. They also talk about Dr. Swofford's journey from playing football to, in his words, playing the game that matters, life and death eternally. If you haven't already, be sure to follow our podcast so you're always in the loop for new releases. And also make sure to follow Array of Hope on social media and check out our music. You can find all this information in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for listening. And we'll be with you next week for our interview with Dr. Andrew Swafford, titled Why Study Theology? Until next time, peace be with you.